Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. All right. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the podcast. We're in for another great episode. Our guest today is Janaya Wolf. Janaya is a health and wellness coach that helps moms who have experienced a traumatic birth to improve the mind-body connection through a holistic approach to healing. She is a licensed social worker and a certified personal trainer with over 10 years of experience supporting people both mentally and physically. Having gone through a traumatic birth herself, she knows firsthand what it's like to have your life flash before your eyes and regain your life and thrive. She now is dedicated to helping women continue their healing journey with support. She is also a wife, mother of two, a world traveler, and God's child. I love that bio. And so, Janaya, welcome. How are you? Thank you so much, Felicia. I'm doing good, girl. I'm happy to be here to be able to share my story. Wow. I'm excited to hear the story, not excited to hear anything negative, but just to understand you know, the process and the journey that you went through and to know that you are still here is like, that Mm -hmm. is amazing. So um, let's just hop right in. You know, I always like to ask our guests who, who they are, you know, we've heard your bio, but in your words, who is Janaya? Yeah. So, you know, I am number one, of course, a child of God, but I am a woman, right, who is ever evolving. As I begin to talk about this healing journey, I always say like, you know, it never stops, right? You are always constantly learning, growing, evolving, right? And it is just like more recently that I'm coming into like full acceptance of exactly who I am, right? With flaws and all, knowing that it is okay to just be who I am. So, you know, I'm me, you know, so I'm a woman who is constantly growing, evolving, big goals, big dreams, right, and wanting to support women as much as I can. And it's funny that you say you're starting to embrace it, because I've seen that in your social media posts. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I see Janae stepping out more, and just even your messaging and what you're sharing, it seems just very not that it wasn't authentic before, but mm-hmm. just on a deeper level, it just seems like you're sharing more, being more open um, and embracing, you know, your journey. And so I love, I absolutely love that. So now tell us, uh, before mm-hmm. we get into, you know, the story and everything, tell us about your business mm-hmm. and exactly why you do the work that you do. Yeah, definitely. So my business is Exersteam. So what that stands for is exercise and self-esteem combined. When I created this in 2016, really it was about just my own personal journey, right? My own personal journey and getting healthy, active, fit, right? But as I began to have different life experiences, things began to change and evolve. And so I am an online health and wellness coach for moms who have experienced a traumatic birth. And really, I help moms at the phase of wanting to step out and to begin to thrive and change their life and to move forward, right? Because there's so many different stages when we talk about trauma, 
from the beginning, you have those feelings and you don't even, you can't even think about moving forward. Um, and so what I do is I coach women at the stage of when they're ready to say, you know what, this is my second chance at life. I want to embrace it and I want to move forward. So I do that with a holistic approach, really focusing on the mind, right? The thoughts that you have, maybe you're having those intrusive thoughts and ways that we can work and kind of reframe those thoughts to be more realistic and help you on your healing journey, as well as the physical piece, right? Exercise, mindfulness, really getting in tune and in touch with your body so you can regain the confidence and strength you need to move forward and feel good about yourself in the direction of your life. Wow. Wow. That just sounds so powerful. And just touching on the personal training piece. I don't know if y'all remember Janaya from our conference, our online, uh, uh, it was more like a summit, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, she was one of our speakers and she had us working out (laughs) y'all. Yeah, it is working out during the conference. Fun. It was fun, but we were all <laughs> tired. Like, whoa, we are really out of shape. But I started working out after that because yes. I was like, I cannot believe I am this tired. So, <laughs> Janae, she's no stranger to seek God's sleigh goals. Um, yes. So at the time of this recording, I gave birth two months ago and mm. I can't even, I didn't have a traumatic birthing experience, but I understand that it does happen. And I think because I am a new mom, I'm more sensitive to that experience, but I can't imagine having a traumatic birthing experience. For me, everything was, it was quick and I had a good team and it was peaceful. So it was still painful though. And it was just like a a crazy experience. And so I can't imagine on top of that, then going through something traumatic through that process, right? Because you are, I mean, you're literally a your most vulnerable space in life and your life is in somebody else's hands because you're trying to push another life out of you so talk to us about your story you know share with us you know what was your experience like um giving birth yeah you know so I usually like to start with my pregnancy right because sometimes people say like you read a lot of like the stats and there's a lot of information out there about black women in general right and pre-existing conditions whether it be obesity um you know any kind of mental health concerns or anything that a high blood pressure right things that seem to typically run in the black community um and while those things right they do happen on the other side of it when we talk about like hospital regulation and hospital practices that also plays a role into how the woman is treated but for me i will say in my pregnancy right i had no pre-existing issues right everything was smooth um you know Of course, at that time, I wasn't married when I had my first child. And so that was something that was always in the back of my head. And I'll get to that in my story. But, you know, everything was typical, right? Everything flowed fine. You know, I went to all my appointments. I was healthy, um, passed all that glucose, that nasty stuff you got to drink, right? (laughs) Everything was good. And so I remember the day I worked all the way up until the end of my pregnancy. Um, You know, I was working at the time as a social worker with kids in foster care, but I was ripping and running in these streets. Like I was really, you know, feeling good. And so once my water broke, it really was like a little pop. Now you watch on TV, you think like this whole gush of water going to come out. It, it wasn't like that. And so I was thinking like, is this my, what's going on here? Is this, did my water break? Did it not break? And then water just start trickling like bit by bit, little by little. 
Um, and so I called my fiance at the time, like, hey, you know, my water broke, he comes home, and then we go to the hospital. Um, and I, that's the one thing that I think about now is like, maybe I went too early, right? Maybe I went too early. I think I could have did some of that process at home, but I didn't know, you know, first child, you're not sure. You don't know what you're supposed to do. It's like, oh, what a break, gotta go, baby's coming, right? <laughs> um, and so once I get there, they do the test and first they tell me like, oh, I don't know if your water broke. They try, they do that little, um, some sort of like a swab to see mm -hmm. if it's gonna change a certain color, right? For the amniotic fluid. Um, they do it again and they're like, okay, yes, your water broke, so you can stay. So I was staying, I was in the hospital. Now the labor went on. So I was in labor for 39 hours. 39 oh, hours. My goodness. Yeah, it was a very long time, you know. And through that process, you know, my um, I'm not dilating. So I only get to nine centimeters by the end of these 30 hours. And so at that point, they're like, okay, your uterus is tired. Like, I'm very tired. You know, it's painful. I did elect to get an epidural, but they didn't put it in the right spot. So it's like I was numb, like from like up in my chest. And it wasn't really getting oh. down low. Yeah, it was just like a little bit down low. Um, but it was still painful. Every contraction, I felt like I was feeling and I did voice that concern. Um, it didn't seem like it went very far, but I'm thinking like, okay, maybe this is how it's supposed to feel because they say an epidural doesn't completely numb you, right? That's not supposed to completely numb you. Um, it just takes takes the edge off or whatever. So 39 hours, we're like, okay, you know what? We just gonna have to have the C-section at that point. I am very scared, you know? I And I never imagined like going and having a C-section. My mm -hmm. mom said I came out just fine. I'm thinking like, okay, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna push this baby out. Um, because that is, I mean, that's the, that's the birthing experience that I wanted to have. And, you know, the C-section was never a thought, you know, because I thought, oh, working out. Oh, I'm in, I'm keeping my body intact. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. Right, right. And it still resulted in that C-section. So in that moment, I'm like, oh man, okay, I'm a little bit devastated. They talked to me about, you know, you can either um, go fully under, but nobody can be in the room or you can stay awake. And so I choose like, okay, no, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to, I think it's like a spine or something extra that they do where you go completely under. I'm not even sure of all the terminology, um, but I chose to, you know, stay awake. My husband came in, my mom couldn't come in. That was another thing. I could only have one person. Um, and so, you know, he's there. He don't really, I mean, men, they try their best. I love him to death, right? <laughs> and he, my husband now, <laughs> but he don't really know what to do, you know? And, and now I think about like doulas and like that support for like really having somebody to guide you and guide your partner, you know, if they're there as well. Um, and so they go in, we doing the C-section and I'm feeling everything on the left side of my body. Like as they're cutting, I'm like, this hurts. I'm moving my legs. They're like, stop moving. Um, and it hurts. So I'm like in and out, honestly. I, and that's the part that really gets me because I don't even fully remember like her birth completely. You know what I mean? And as your first child, that is something that is so special right and it, you think about how things are supposed to go mm -hmm. right and then they don't go that way 
and I put air quotes, supposed to go, right? Because right. you know, God has the plan. Um, and so she's delivered. She's healthy, baby. Eight pounds, 13 ounces, huge. Um, and so I go back into recovery. My mom comes back there. Um, you know, Eric, my fiance is there. My stepdad is there. And my mom says to me, now my mom is very observant, but sometimes she's a little like, um, um, a little worried, like she worried mm-hmm. a little bit, right? And so she was like, you look a little pale. I'm like, well, mom, I feel fine. Like, I feel fine. I think I'm okay. Um, maybe I'm just tired from like, you know, everything that went on for 39 mm-hmm. hours. Um, and she says, okay. And I said, I think you can go home. Like, we'll be okay for tonight. And so she stays a little bit longer and then she ends up going back. And shortly after that is when everything happens. So, you know, they come in to do the fundal checks and make sure that your uterus is shrinking and everything is going back down. Now, when you have a C-section, of course it's painful, right? It's painful. And so they're telling me like, well, you know, that's just from the C-section because every time she pushed on my stomach, I was in so much pain. Like I couldn't take it. She did it one time, but the second time I was like, no, you can't. I refused. I refused Mm -hmm. for them to continuously push on my stomach. And the other thing that was happening was that my stomach was getting bigger. I'm like, no, I know I just had a baby, you know, but this is getting, this is like kind of strange, like after delivery, somewhat flat. And now my stomach is starting to get bigger. And so that is one thing that was concerning for me. And I tell them like, you know, I'm not really, my stomach, it, it really, really, really hurts. Like I can't allow you to push and they're pushing like, no, we have to do this to make sure your uterus is shrinking back down. Like we have to do it. The nurse is really being very pushy. And so, you know, at that point I say, okay, let me let her go ahead and do it one more time. And immediately that sends me into a shock rapid response is called, I cannot breathe, like I can't breathe. My heart rate is up to 143. Um, You know, all the nurses and doctors come in and they still don't know what's wrong, you know? And my doctor who actually delivered Zola comes in and she's like, okay, order, um, I think they did a, I wanna say a CAT scan, I'm not 100% sure, MRI, one of them. Um, And so they take me down And that's when they find out that I had been bleeding internally for 12 hours, 12 hours, you know, and I recently saw a story on Instagram. Um, I think the woman's name was Kira, very similar story. You know, to me, she bled internally for Mm. 10 hours, but her body went into shock and she did not make it, you know, so women are really experiencing this at a high rate and it's very concerning. Um, And so for me at that point, you know, I am like hyper, like I am so, I don't, part of it probably is the shock physically of what's going on. But the Mm -hmm. other part is like the anxiety emotionally of thinking like, am I going to live? Am I going to be here to see my first child? Am I going to be here to raise her? This is not what I thought birth was like you know I didn't I thought you know I wanted to take pictures when she came out like all of these things that you want that just kind of don't happen like I had a birth plan like I'm one of them people that like write everything Mm -hmm. this organized plan and girl it, it was no good right it was no good and so that whole experience happened And then as they were wheeling me out to get the MRI, um, which it took a little, no, 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 actually they were wheeling me into surgery. So now the doctor 
The only doctor that performs this surgery is not at the hospital. He's on call. He had to perform, it's called an embolism. Mm. So they go in and then they find out, try to see where you're bleeding and they tie, tie up the site. But I was awake for the whole surgery. They just numbed the area. Um, and so he's on call. So as they're wheeling me in, I had this like, and I don't cry because I'm sad about what happened. It's because in that moment, in that moment, I knew that God was with me. I had this overwhelming sense of peace and calm. And I know that comes not, it don't come from nowhere else, but God. And so that was just like, that was so comforting. And in my head, Jeremiah 29, 11 sticks with me, right? And so even as they're performing the surgery, I'm praying, no, like no matter what happens, right? Knowing that I think, thought about my family and who my child was surrounded by, the people that were out there, right? So even if I didn't come out of this, I knew that she would be okay, right? And knowing that God also is in the midst of this whole situation, right? He's with me. He is, you know, giving me a piece of promise saying, be still. And it was a reminder as, you know, I share a lot in my social media of like, who's really in control, right? I told you I had this whole plan. I had this whole idea of what this experience was supposed to be like air quotes for me. But God was still, no matter what my plan was, I felt like in that moment, he was teaching me like, you you think you have all of this control in your life, but you really don't. And I need you to lean in and trust me a little bit more, right? I need you to really focus in on me, knowing that I am the center of it all, right? I'm controlling the doctors. I'm here with you. I brought, I formed this child in your womb. So everything that happened to me happened for me, right? Now I'm able to say that in the beginning, it was a long road, right? Even though I had that sense of calm, what I thought back then what it was, was like powerlessness, mm. right? I felt like, you know, I'm kind of powerless in this situation. So really I have no choice but to do whatever it is that they say do. And now when I look back at, on it, I talked to you about that sense of calm. It has reframed in my mind for God to show me that he's in control of all situations, right? And so after that experience coming home, um, I really didn't walk upright for three months. I was in so much pain, like so much pain. Um, And mentally, you know, I struggled because I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. I was very worried. Like I was worried about my life a little bit when I came home I was kind of worried about my child I really didn't want her out of my sight she didn't go nowhere she go places now but still not too too much right like I I was so worried that something was going to go wrong or something was going to happen and so even just like going through that healing process and restoring and really kind of always going back to you know that 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 notion of God is in control no matter what happens, right? He's here, right here with me. It don't matter what situation happens in my life, he's going to be in the midst of it. And so that is something that absolutely kept me, right? And also 
doing the work. And I always say like, you got, you pray, you pray, but you have faith and you got works, right? You got to do both. And so for me, it was about utilizing the tools and the things that I had, like, you know, reaching out, talking to people for support. Um, going to therapy was one thing that I did, especially when I got pregnant the second time, right? Mm. Because now we're talking about, is this going to happen again? Right. And so the therapy piece was so important. And then also exercise, right? That is one thing. Now, you know, I am like a six-time state champion, All-American, like sports has been my life track and field, but I didn't have a deeper meaning as to why I was doing it. It was just like, oh, I'm doing, I like it. I'm running, I'm good at it, you know, and I'm doing it. But now it was about my life and my health, right? Kind of helping me clear my mind, getting back into mental focus, um, allowing me to feel more strength in my body, more confident in my skin better thoughts right it really helped me tremendously right so now looking back on it i'm like you know fitness has been in my life for such a long time but right now it is like it has a deeper meaning more than about just how you look right it's changing how i was feeling back then and even now like every day if i don't work out for like five days it's like okay mm -hmm. i can feel it um and so that has really really helped me along this journey and that's, that's the story. Wow. Ooh. First of all, thank you for sharing the story. Um, man, thank you for sharing and, and being vulnerable and, and just telling what, what happened. Um, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine. And but when you talk about how you felt the peace of God in that situation, I understand that. And that comes through relationship. That comes through through knowing God. And so I'm so just grateful that you did have that relationship and that in the midst of something that could have been tragic, that you still, you know, with your faith, you get to this point in your faith where you're like, not my will, but your will. And so when you said, even if, you know, I don't make it, my daughter, she'll, she'll still be fine. It's like, that is so powerful. And I know when we talk about um, our relationship with God, a lot of times it's attached to things or when we think about blessings, it's attached to like, you know, getting money or some material things, but it's, it's a whole lot deeper than that. It's knowing that, okay, despite what happens, like, you're my Lord, you're my savior. Yes. I trust you. And whatever happens, yeah. I know you got me. Right. And yeah. I was thinking about the scripture earlier. It was, I don't know if it was today or last night, mm -hmm. like to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. So yeah. it's like getting to that place in your faith where you can really confidently say, okay, to live is Christ. Yes. I want to be here for my children. Yeah. You know, yes. I want to have a prosperous life. Yes. I want to impact yeah. the world and all those things. But ultimately, we're really living for our second life, like for real, for real. Like if y'all really want to be real, if, if we're yeah. about this Christian life, you know, we're really living for 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 our life in eternity. Yeah. So, man, I just think that is so powerful. And um, mm -hmm. ooh, yeah. yeah. 
And I think all of the things that you share definitely are are great tools and and strategies for for the women to use, you know, who have gone through this situation. But, you know, for somebody who maybe they haven't gone through the traumatic birth yet. I know like you, I was the one that did the birth plan. I had all the stuff doing all the research. Um, And, you know, you mentioned how Black women, we have the high uh, Mm -hmm. mortality rate when giving birth. So is there any way to really kind of prepare for that or Mm -hmm. to have, you know, what can we do to go into it having or expecting the best outcome, if anything? Yeah, you know, so again, right, that's, that's like a hard thing because you can only really try to control what you can control. So what I can say, like, back to in the beginning when I was talking about just really taking care of yourself the best way you can if there are any pre-existing right if you do know that high blood pressure or something runs in your family because then that can put you at more risk for like preeclampsia or something like that right or if you um know that maybe you just like not feeling the best like really taking care of your mental health and also checking out the hospital right like reviewing the statistics of the hospital um communicating with your doctor checking out their bedside manners if you ain't feeling comfortable at uh 20 weeks or even 35 weeks it's okay to switch and like make an exit strategy and try to find somebody else that you're feeling comfortable with like really you know paying attention to how you feel because like you said this is like your most vulnerable time right and so you want to be surrounded by people who you feel comfortable with right who have your best interests at heart so I would say like really just you know feel out your doctor make sure that you're comfortable with this person or if it's a group practice that you've seen everybody in the practice and you're comfortable with them um and also doing your best to take care of yourself and also like if you can get a doula get a doula my gosh like I think that they are amazing I don't know every single thing that a doula does from what I hear what I see is like they are like a very good support as well as advocate for you in the hospital or wherever you choose to have your child, you know? And if you're able to get a doula, definitely like seek one out. Um, You know, I've heard terrific stories about them and even like a midwife too, knowing your options. That's another thing, right? Just know your options, know that you you don't have to um, lay down on your back and push your child out. You don't have to do that if mm-hmm. you don't want to. If you want to squat, knee, whatever that you want to do in the water. You know, there's so many different ways. If you want to keep the placenta attached to your baby for a little bit longer, you are able to do that. You know, if you had a C-section and you want to try to push your baby out for a V-back, you can do that, right? So just finding people who, you know, give you some space to like, to, to know and to grow and to really answer your questions and feel supported. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. The part about um, knowing your options. Um, Cause I, I mean, obviously before I was pregnant, I wasn't thinking about it, but once I knew I was pregnant, I was researching everything. And, um, you know, part of my process was I had, I was the person that had all the questions for the hospital. Like, I don't want to lay, like, if I don't want to lay on my back during birth, you know, do I have to, like, can I have this? Can I have that? Do you have that? And so um, definitely I will also encourage anybody who is about to go through the, the birthing process to ask questions. Like there's a ton of 
stuff online Mm -hmm. but definitely you want to get your information from reputable sources (laughs) 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 definitely reputable sources um but the information is out there just go in I think that for me that was helpful for me just knowing what my Mm -hmm. options were and um yeah I just Mm -hmm. thank god everything went yeah for me was it a group practice for me who like a group like you saw a whole bunch of different doctors or was it just like oh one yeah practice? yeah yeah it was a yeah. group practice okay yeah, yeah. Okay. and I don't is that a normal so I don't, I'm asking you like you know but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but a lot of places do it a lot of places do it and they send you like on a rotation yeah. which yeah yeah so you never know who's gonna deliver your baby yeah thankfully I was okay with all of it, it was three different um, doctors so I was I was cool with all of them um okay. and the one who actually delivered me was my favorite so I was oh, like okay I was like okay God thank you yes <laughs> anything mm-hmm. else you want to share about the experience and then even for moms who maybe they didn't have a traumatic um experience but they're still Mm -hmm. trying to just navigate adjusting to mom life or you know just giving birth because even if it's not traumatic it's it's still a it's it's still a crazy experience any Mm -hmm. any um type of advice you have for just recovering childbirth and adjusting to new life as a mom yeah yeah so I would say you know just do your best, right? Your best. You don't have to parent like anybody else, right? God has chosen you to be the mother of this child. And so he knew that. He knew that you was going to be the mom for this child, right? And so you have all of the capabilities. You have all of the skills. Yes, you get information, but you can choose how you want to parent. I think sometimes like, you know, comparison happens or just a lot of, you know, family telling you oh girl why you doing that why you mm-hmm. letting that baby do this right and so that can be like a little bit overwhelming especially when you're a new mom I know for me when I had my daughter like I know what I was doing like I you know I'm up here one I'm trying to recover from this trauma two I'm looking at this human like okay I love you but what are we about to do here like how <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing you know it was like such a learning and growing experience um so give yourself grace right you don't have to do everything maybe sometimes you gotta let them dishes go a little bit so you can rest you know because at the end of the day you have to be okay for you and your child right ask for help that's another thing right um in the beginning, I wasn't doing so much of that. And I really felt it, right? But when my second child came, I said, oh, no, 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 we need some help up here. <laughs> so reach out to your support if you have them. And if you don't, you know, there's so many different organizations out there that can help you or where you can find, you know, some support, right? But reach out for help if you need it. Um, and I would just say, take it day by day, day by day, mm-hmm. each day, your best is going to look different. Right. But knowing that each day you are doing your best and you're enough for that baby. Mm, that's good. You're enough for that baby. That's mm-hmm. a quote. Um, I want to mm-hmm. circle back really quick. Um, yeah. because I think one of the, the, the highlights of your story when you were sharing was talking about how you felt the peace of God. And, yes. you know, we mentioned how that comes through relationships. So mm-hmm. how did your relationship with God grow or how were you strengthened in your faith just throughout time to be able to get to that place where you recognize that this is the peace of God? 
Yeah, yeah. So I have always, you know, had that relationship, but it did. Sometimes it felt a little bit like regimented, you know, like, oh, you go to church and you just do all the things when it comes to religion. But you, it's like still like you're not feeling like you in relationship with God, right? And growing through that process really I want to say that almost was probably like the like serious turning point for me because I felt like he I felt like God will do things to get your attention Mm -hmm. and I don't know if like that's something I still like kind of think about because in the beginning I shared with you like I wasn't married when I had my first daughter right and so for a while I was like wrestling like was this punishment like was this like because I done stepped out and I did something that I wasn't supposed to do and I committed a sin and so now is this my punishment like going through this I don't you know that was something that I wrestled with for a while but knowing that God is like he's a forgiving loving God right and so yes he's gonna get your attention though he may do some things to 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 get your attention and sometimes when you miss that the first couple times it get a little bit louder you know (laughs) yes and so I felt like okay you know what God is telling me that he's in control you know so you you have to stop trying to control everything you have to stop worrying now I'm not saying I'm perfect it's still days that I'm out here like you know, like, well, you know, always like overthinking, right? And so I always had to bring myself back, right? And knowing that he has got it under control. And I will say that that definitely strengthened my relationship, right? Because now with this, the decisions I make with this business, with the women I'm in contact with, with the lives that he has connected me to, I'm intentional, right? I'm seeking him first to say, you know, is this the move that I need to make today? Or like, how should, it's like down to any little thing, right? I'm, I'm really like seeking him first because I know that no matter what I do, right? He, he is the ruler of it all. And so I'm out here looking crazy, just like a fool. He probably be like, girl what you doing (laughs) why what you doing I already have I already worked this out for you and so definitely it has strengthened my relationship I would say like 1000 percent now I ain't no perfect Christian I'm not even gonna get on here and act like that right but I know God right and I know him for myself and I feel that connection of like that's my father wow that's my father you know you mentioned how uh when you got pregnant you you were wondering or wrestling with if this was punishment because you weren't married and so I kind of well not that I wondered if it was punishment but I still wrestled with having a child and not and not being married and so y'all we're going to talk about that in the next episode we are um we have a a guest that's we we're talking about singleness sexual purity and pregnancy um and then in the following episode I'm just going to share more about my my story so but what I wanted to mention was that yes during that time though it drew me closer to God it was like you know I don't feel like this is punishment but I still even in the midst of this situation I still feel God and I honestly I felt closer to him then than I did prior to and it really was just kind of similar to what you're saying like a kind of like a turning point in the relationship so I think that's something that a lot of people can identify with and I I think the encouragement that I want to give to people is to no matter what situation you're in you're facing seek God like that's that's why this is called seek God's legals like literally that's just the answer just seek God 
um, in whatever situation you find yourself in, because he is a loving God. He is your mm-hmm. father. And, you know, even if you are that person that hasn't been in mm-hmm. relationship with him, he still loves you and he's waiting. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for you, you know, yes. for you to it's come on. You home. can do nothing you can do. That's going to make him not love you. That's deep. Ooh, this mm-hmm. is, it's deep. It is deep. But man, this was so, again, powerful. I thank you so much, again, for sharing your story. What do they say? Um, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our mm-hmm. testimony. So sharing a testimony is powerful. And I know there's people who've probably gone through this who don't think other people have gone through it or they might feel alone. So just mm-hmm. knowing that someone has survived it, that is just amazing and um Thank you for the work that you're doing. So Thank you. share with the people how they can connect with you. Yeah, so I like to have conversation. So if y'all can DM me on Instagram at jwolf, W-O-L-F-F underscore fit is where you can find me on IG and you can, you can DM me or you can email me, um, exercine, E-X-E-R-S-T-E-E-M as in Mary at gmail.com, but I'd rather y'all DM me. So, um, yeah, reach out to me. Actually, I'm going to be relaunching my group coaching program for women. Today is actually the relaunch and I will be taking in um, women who want to begin to thrive after traumatic birth. So here's your opportunity to see more and hear more about that. But even if you just have any questions or anything, you know, you feel like you need some more support, some encouraging words, I'm here. Please reach out. All right, y'all. So slide in the DMs. Slide yes. in the DMs. <laughs> Um, again, thank you so much for coming on, Janaya. And until the next episode, y'all, keep seeking God and slaying goals. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals.